Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fake Philosophers. Hi, Mike. Hi, Eddie. How are you guys? Good. I'm doing fine, Mitch. How are you? I'm what? I'm, I'm doing just. I'm doing just swell, <laughs> man. Doing you don't get swell. that question often, do you? <laughs> well, uh, uh, well, I I immediately thought of Mike's point. I think it was last week where you know the, the, there's the there's the questions that you get asked, and then there's the correct answer. Uh, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Good, thank you. How are you? You know, uh, versus fine. How you doing? Honestly, I, I think I'm borderline addiction personality. Honestly, it's kind of uh, put a lot of di- no, no, <laughs> no. But I'm doing well. How, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's been a long ass week. It's only Wednesday. Yeah. Long ass week. I mean, it's Sunday. It's like Sunday. almost over too. I'm a, this week has gone fast for me. I don't know about y'all, but yeah, it's been no, a pretty quick week. It's, it's um, crawling for me. It's crawling. It's hump day now. Um, All right, so. The, What's in the news? What's in the news? Any news topics real quick, anyone? Um, um, I mean, there's the big one. Mar-a-Lago things going on. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. How about, that Mars, how, how about that Mars Alago? Homophobic <laughs> performance by Church Angles, Angers Hamilton. So people in, in like McAllen, Texas, is re- it's really close to the Mexican border. You can get a house there for like 150 grand. It's four, you know, four rooms. It's that far away off the. Anyways, um, but a church got the uh, script so, of Hamilton or the score for Hamilton. So and- context, context. Eddie's looking yes. at something and he's talking about something else, not Mar Mars Argo or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, well, yeah. The, the segue was a little rough there. It was a rough segue. <laughs> Roughs. Our our viewers will be kind to us. I'm sure. So anyway, this church just uh, kind of redid some of the lyrics of Hamilton to reflect uh, their church's perspective. And Hamilton got wind of this and said, well, it's good until they perform. Then they performed and, uh, yeah, added some uh, homophobic slurs and comments to it. And, yeah, the folks up north and their lawyers didn't like that too much. So now damn, there's an issue. Damn Yankees telling them how to live their life. Imagine um, that being so, so proud of what you do, you know, as performers, we're so proud of what we do. And then all of a sudden, boom, sorry, lawyers, you know, yeah. we weren't supposed to do it in the first place. I, all the law, the law, uh, law side of it aside, the legal side of it, I find it really cringy when churches do that anyway. Like do, when they'll take uh, pop songs and try to make them. I, like, it is yeah. cringy. Cart- yeah, it's the like the, the South Park episode when Cartman kind of parodied that. When they did the, the Christian rock band that, that stole hits and just put Jesus in there. I went to, I think I went to in, in my growing up living in the church and all the activities and all the whatever. I, I've been to a few church plays, put on plays, and they pitch it like they're, you know, they're actual plays or whatever. And one of them was a, 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 a It's a Wonderful Life. And that one was pretty good. But I remember one time I was a couple years out of high school, but my church did high school musical. Mm. I would have loved to have seen that, which is a bummer. Cause that book is right on and they just butchered it. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, it was, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> give us, give us an example of what some of the, uh, what some of the songs were. I feel bad. Cause one of my done. good friends was in it. She was, uh, I think you've all met, but I won't say her name, but she, she was in it. And she like starred in it, 
and she was really good. It was one of those things. It's like, oh man, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, why are you did, in this? You did should, she you have know. her head in the game? I, th- yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's. But uh, no, it was a. I I can't. Even, I I think I shut it out. I just remember looking at my watch, counting down the relative time it should be ending, and. Yeah. That's yeah. that, and and that, and then you look down, and you were five minutes into the production. It was, yeah. a, it was one of those, huh? One of those good shows. This this is compounded. It's like I hate that show, and I hate musicals. <laughs> I don't hate musicals. I just say I hate musicals because they're usually bad. So I just say I hate them. Just that's fair. You know, anyway, um, and then you know, so it's a bad show, bad genre. At God bless them, pun intended. But a church. It was you know, it's it's like you know that. Huh. No, just so no. I, I actually. I remember I was talking to somebody about like church plays. Yeah. And um, the agreement between us was, and this was someone who was religious. They're like, church plays should be about education, not entertainment. Hmm. So when you're doing a play like high school musical at church, yeah, you're not getting much out of it. At least if it's like passion of the Christ or something, you're getting the yeah. lesson, but yeah, like, no. so you could, you could appreciate, not appreciate, but you can at least tolerate the bad acting. Because yeah. there's a lesson. But when I, you're watching High School Musical, no. I got my start in theater in church, so I can't hate on it too much. It was fifth grade, little, you know, uh, Sunday school Christmas play. And uh, that was my first time ever on stage. And I loved it. And it was great. And then ever since then, I've been doing theater. So I can't hate on them too much. But God dang. Like, yeah, like keep to the educate. Yeah, keep to church stuff. Um, know your yeah. audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I just love the High School Musical, uh, just the you know the, in, in its in its pure format because as it begins, it begins at a ski lodge, and every ski lodge I've been to has a giant basketball court in it, where <laughs> on New Year's, one high, one motivated high school player is just in there playing and needs to be pulled away from the hoops and practice to yeah. go into the regular ski lodge. So, is this starting a ski perhaps lodge? Perhaps I'm too. Yes, it does. I only watched that's like... scary. How I know that. All right. Back you to... need to up your yes. Back to up South your Park. up your knowledge and trivia of Disney products. That's what you need to do. I mean, back to South Park. Did you see the High School Musical episode of South Park? Oh, okay, oh, that was that's brilliant. happening. No, I haven't. Please don't it was... spoil it. Because okay, yeah, go uh, check it out. That I, just Eddie, makes spoil it. It's like ten. Flutter. It's like fifteen years old now. No, no. I mean, oh, go watch it because it's if any if you have any appreciation for theater culture, culture at all, you'll love it. So I won't it's spoil it's pretty it, br- it's it. pretty brilliant. I love yeah. it. We'll talk about it on the next uh, next next uh, next week. We'll review that episode of South Park. You know, we'll just have a whole podcast of just reviewing episodes of South Park. That'll South Park, really take it taking the uh, the themes and yeah, yeah. No, okay, but yeah, Mar Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago, Mir Mir Mar. Just suck it. Fucking say it. I don't know how to say Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Mar-a-Lago. Mar- it is Mar-a-Lago. I keep yeah. thinking Mars. There's this, there's this musician I really like whose name is Mars Argo. And it's really, it throws me off. But anyway. Yeah. FBI uh, raided Trump's house down in Florida. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? You think it's a nothing burger? You think this is a political stunt? You think this is uh, actually something that the DOJ is actually trying to accomplish here? What, or is it just all just a big fuck up? What do you guys think? I don't know much about it. Um, from what I, just the little smatterings I've gotten, uh, supposedly there was a raid uh, because he had classified documents that he wasn't supposed to have. 
and then you have two government agencies. You have the FBI and the Secret Service, and then the FBI has to call the Secret Service and say, hey, we're going to show up with guns because we got a warrant. Then it's like, okay, the warrant comes about, but what's on the warrant? Oh, we can't show you what's on the warrant. Uh, but justice, there was one, and um, I, I don't know. And then, and then the former president pleads the fifth. And that's kind of all I know about it. I don't know enough to make a judgment. So, so. I think the, the pleading the fifth thing was not related. That was a separate case in New York. I appreciate it. Thank you. As far mm-hmm. as I know right now, there are three separate things going on with Trump right now. There's the January 6th committee. Um, there is uh, Trump's property empire or something like that. So his business side is under investigation for falsely claiming property value, which would conflict with tax purposes, I think. That's what's going on. And Correct. that's what that's what he declared the fifth on was that whole deal. And then this third thing, which is the, the Mar-a-Lago invasion uh, 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 search, which they're claiming they suspect that the president walked off with some classified uh, papers when he when he left office. So that mm-hmm. those are the mm-hmm. three things that are going on. Um, yeah, that's that's what I know. So, far. yeah, so that that's pretty much I know he has one more thing going on in Georgia. Um, regarding the election. Uh, but anyway, the Mar-a-Lago thing. So from what I understand is that, yeah, they got a warrant. The FBI got a warrant. Uh, like you said, communicated with Secret Service so that there wasn't a mishap. Um, went in, uh, looked at all the shit like they do. And then I read today, excuse me, that so I guess the purpose behind it, according to the headline I wrote, and, or I'm sorry, I wrote, I read, was that Someone within Trump's inner circle or his organization or someone pretty much blew the whistle because I met, what was it, a few months ago the um, the department that's in, in charge of records pretty much reached out and said, "Hey, you took all this shit. You need to bring it back or you need to re- return it." And so they returned some stuff, but they were concerned that not everything was returned. So according to the headline I read today, which I was at work, so I didn't get to read the entire article, and I just didn't get a chance to look at it yet was that someone within the organization or his inner circle or someone pretty much called the FBI or called whoever you call and said, hey, he still has classified records here, classified papers, classified documents, and I know exactly where to find them if you're interested. And I guess there is a criminal um, cr- a crime, if you will, for taking uh, presidential records uh, like to your place or whatever you want to do. So that's what I read today. Day. This is uh, Wednesday today. Um, as far as I feel about it, I feel the same way as I do about Hunter Biden's laptop or Hillary Clinton's emails. If there is a crime committed, persecu- prosecute him, whatever. Which, I don't care. If you can find the evidence. Yeah. I, I don't uh, think it's. I don't think it's politically driven. I don't think it's like uh, a witch hunt. I think for them to get a judge to sign off on a warrant, um, I think there's something there and if there is cool if not mm-hmm. he'll get a quid so yeah i mean uh that's uh i mean there's a lot of really fuckery going on a lot of bad fuckery going on right now it's kind of just it's scary it's, if it is indeed orchestrated they're doing it terribly as far as cover-ups and at least trying to look not corrupt um if it is purely legitimate 
as in the anonymous tip from some former Trump's like inside person whom we've been getting tips on since 2016. Someone close to Trump mm-hmm. says he's not a cool guy. And it's like, what? You know, crazy. Um, uh, uh, yet to see any real proof of it. We have a lot of tips that say he's kind of a jerk, but nothing really that says any illegal behavior. Um, if it is legitimate and it is all like above board, is it truly just the classified documents that they're after? Is it spawned from the January 6th thing? Like, is they are they saying, hey, he might have something. Can we go search under the guise of something else? And can we dig something up that might link us to the, the election thing or the January 6th thing or his property thing or whatever? Um, it's a lot of stuff. And, and only made worse... Uh, it appears to me by this response that the DOJ had, this happened two days ago. And right now the DOJ responded with um, nothing. They're not saying anything. (laughs) They're not clarifying why they did it. um, What they were searching for. They just said, you know, we'll comment later. Hunter. I mean, not Hunter. uh, Joe Biden is, is, is like eating pudding somewhere. No one knows where he is because he's got COVID for the 13th fucking time. And so no one really knows. So uh, you got to, take one huge thing into account and that is those psycho trumpsters the the same people that thought the election was stolen and all this think about what they're looking at right now they're seeing his opposition in office ransacking using uh department of justice using his own government programs to go after his enemies that are speaking against him this looks terrible this looks terrible for Joe Biden and for this whole administration, and they're doing nothing to respond to it. I'm not saying that there is anything devious going on. I'm just saying, why aren't you saying that? Do you not understand how volatile these 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 polarizing groups are? You mm. need to get some shit above board. It's kind of so getting frustrating. I do know Joe Biden, I don't think he said anything himself, but I do know the White House released a statement saying that Mr. Biden was not aware of it happening and he heard about it when the news broke right they did release a statement on that count as far as the doj is concerned and all that it probably would be i'm kind of torn because sometimes i think saying nothing is safer than trying to say something and and lighting the fire but you're right that in the times we're in it would probably be probably be smart just to at least say something like this is not partisan this is not a witch hunt whatever yeah so yeah. at least they said it. Even if the people don't believe them, at yeah. least they said it. I, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I appreciate the optics here. I mean, Lindsey Graham came out. I don't know if he said this today or yesterday, but he came out and said, uh, and Lindsey Graham is someone who's supported Trump and he's gone against Trump. He's been pretty like on both sides. He seems to be extreme on both sides. One way or the other kind of depends. That's yeah, he, another he, story. He, he plays the, yeah, whatever is on top but, of he said something today that's 100% true. And he's like, look, if you guys were worried about Trump running again in 2024, um, you pull shit like this. This is a direct quote. You pull horse shittery like this. And he didn't say this. You're just going Im- <laughs> to. The direct just, quote. Yeah. You're just going to embolden this guy to think he's under fire. And then his, and then his, his, uh, what do you call it? His foundation his, followers. Uh, yeah. His base. Are exactly you're gonna get riled up too and they're gonna go after and say yeah it is all corrupt and and now trump's got it in his head that he's like gonna have to clean up this whole fucked up system these past few days are speaking to his what the the stuff that he keeps saying so it's kind of it's kind of like oh man did you not think about this do you know who trump is what do you (laughs) i I would agree with that that the the optics could be better because even if as you said even if everything's legit it's um 
It's just by the book, nonpartisan, right. not politically driven. Even if all that's true, which I believe it is, but I could be wrong. Um, the optics are bad. The optics yeah. are, are real bad. It's kind of like we, we talked about it before when when COVID started and that um, that pandemic video came out. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw it, but it was this video came out, and I'm not I'm not just, just bashing it, but like even just watching it, you could be like, "This is full of shit." It was like saying that COVID <laughs> yeah, was okay. just planned, all this shit. And right. so YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, a lot of these people were like, "We're not going to let this video play on our platform because it's it's just full of bullshit." But by doing that, by banning that video, the people you're talking about are like, "See, they're trying to keep it hidden. They're trying to hide the truth." Like that's why. And so yeah. It's the same thing yeah. here. It's like, even if it's all above water or whatever the fucking phrase is, even if it's all legit, yeah. it, 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 it does it does look bad. I, I would concede to that, too. All Trump has to do is come out and say, look, Hunter Biden posted a video of himself smoking cocaine. We found his laptop. There's communique between it and there's no in, uh, investigation. All Trump has to say, hey, there was no FBI raid on Hillary Clinton's house. All Trump has to say is, hey, when Barack Obama, Obama was president, he sent the IRS after outspoken Republicans like Dinesh D'Souza and all that and had them arrested. And look, when Joe Biden's president, he's sending the DOJ after all his opponents, too. Um, are you kidding? And it looks really good for Trump. And well, I shouldn't say it looks good for Trump. It looks really bad for Democrats right now. It looks really bad, in my opinion. I'd say they, they could have handled it better. Like, I, I personally think... Um... I tend to be pretty level-headed about this stuff. I don't think it's politically driven. I don't think a lot is, but the optics—I can see the optics being bad. That they could have handled it better, hundred percent. So I don't think yeah. it's politically driven either. It's like if you know, if somebody says something, you've got to investigate it. That's your job. How many times, though, are we going to say for this administration that the optics could have been better? Because it could have been Afghanistan. Well, we still have two um, more years. It could have so. been inflation. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's all I really had to say about this is kind of, wow. I get frustrated when this kind of stuff, like, come on, I, I, I'll be honest. I do not want president, uh, former president Trump to run again. Cause I think he'll lose. I'd be I'd, in my perfect world. Trump would not run and endorse someone like um, uh, Ron DeSantis or someone like that. Some like up and coming, you know, conservative that would be, that'd be my idea. Because I truly believe if Trump ran again, he'd lose, and that'd be that'd be just and yeah, then what? You get another That's Biden or? Because I I what? actually, um, and everyone knows how I feel about Trump, but I actually think at this point, if Biden decided to run again, I think Trump would beat him. I mm -hmm. I do not think Biden's going to run again. I'm I don't I don't think down. so either. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah, but if so he either. did, I would agree. Okay, I would agree. If Biden ran and Trump ran and Trump got the nominee, I think Trump would beat him. If if Trump ran and got the nomination, and Biden didn't run, depending on who got the Democratic nominee, I would agree that Trump wouldn't win. Kamala Harris. Trump would win. Yeah. Trump would win. You, you think so? Okay. Because okay. even even among Democrats... Well, she, you know, yeah. She, it's, a lot it's, of Democrats was, don't like her either. Because even... It, it's she's kind not of, doing anything. You what know? Eddie just okay, said. She's, she's not really doing shit. She's, she's an ethnic woman who got that popular vote, but as far as being trained and learning and grandfathered into the position she's not really doing that you know or you know it's really hidden i mean you know get harris on the phone you don't hear that hmm. what's harris doing oh she's attending another rally it's like okay great it's how about learning what this office what the responsibility of this office because if biden has a heart attack 
guess who's guess who's in charge now? Mm-hmm. You know, or is that being passed on? I mean, or is that just being assumed that it's being passed on? That's yeah. assuming Biden really is in charge. I mean, come on, come on. Oh, yeah. Let's. Uh... And um, and another thing with Kamala Harris too, which it's kind of funny to me. A lot of people in this kind of criticizing uh, the loud right, as I call them, but this will come back to criticize her. A lot of people say, like, on the right, they're like, this crazy left, radical left administration. And I don't think they realize a lot of hard leftists and a lot of, like, hardcore progressives fucking don't like Biden and Harris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, this whole, like, I, they're, I ex- they're extreme left, like, uh, a really liberal friend of mine was like, fuck Harris. When she was in California as the DA or whatever, <laughs> she was putting, yeah. like, people smoking weed in behind, like, bars. Like, she was doing all this hor- horrible shit. Fuck her. And I was like, oh. Okay, this this is the the radical left vice president, and this progressive people are like ri- like just ripping on her, so she wouldn't win against Trump. Here's another option that it might just because we're might be just because we're in California, but there's whispers of a Gavin Newsom running for that that mm. ticket, and yeah. uh, interesting. I think yeah. Newsom. Yeah, that would work. I think out. Newsom versus DeSantis would be a good fight. I think if Newsom went against Trump. I think he might edge out against Trump, but DeSantis mm. would be a fight. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, anyway. Anyway. So yeah, keeping, that's, uh, I keep like that. Out, you yeah. guys well anyway at the same time. Yeah. Keeping it we're, within we're, the political realm for one quick thing, because I actually wanted to get Mitch your opinion. Actually, Eddie, you'd kind of go in this too. Danny, I really don't care about. I don't want Eddie's opinion. <laughs> Fuck that. So Nobody I'm going gonna, gonna to preface this little little context. So... Do you recall the name is eluding me at the moment? The man who was choked to death and then that spawned all the Black Lives Matters protests. What was his name? George Floyd. George Floyd. Okay, I, I blanked for a minute. Wow. When he was killed, and all this these things blew up. If you remember, there was a great photo op um, that people didn't roll their eyes at at all when Pelosi. Yeah, it was the uh, it was the helicopter crash in North LA, right? damn you <laughs> that came before that came before i know yeah funny stuff anyway. anyway deleted joke no um this great photo op that no one rolled their eyes at where pelosi schumer and a handful of other democrats all put the african scarf on i forgot the name of it and all took a knee in honor of george floyd yeah. and black people yeah and uh, so we're gonna get back around to my question to you guys but i remember seeing that and i was like is this something liberals and progressives are actually digging? Like they see this and they're like, we like this. So I end up over the next few weeks talking to some of uh, my more hard liberal friends and some of my friends of color. And with the exception of one or two who were like, well, they were just trying to show solidarity, blah, blah, blah. Like there's like one or two. The majority of them are like, no, no, we don't dig this shit. This is fucking cringy. That was the weirdest thing we've ever seen. I think all of my black friends were like, no. That's not okay, actually. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I asked that, did you happen to watch any of the um, the CPAC clips from over the weekend? Um, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Just that clip of uh, the the actor pretending to be the prisoner. And the, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you about. Because I know weird. you're kind of more the conservative voice in, in this podcast. I know Danny's kind of the more liberal. Eddie's kind of all over the fucking place. Um, <laughs> but as the conservative at a conservative convention... The first thing I thought of was the George Floyd fucking thing with them taking the knee. Is that something that, and I'm actually not trying to like 
be disrespectful or rude. I'm actually, honestly, is that something that like you see and you're like, this moves me? Oh God, no, 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 okay. no. I mean, but you Good. know me, I spoke, I mean, that was, and I know a lot of Republicans disagree. And, and this was one of those, uh, we spoke last week about those, those arguments where people start going down a rabbit hole that is just horse shit. And you like get mad at the fact, like my relative and I, both agree there's too much attention being put on the January 6th thing. I, like most people believe, it was a horrible, horrible thing. And everyone, all those perpetrators should be in jail. I believe that. My relative, when we start talking about it, it's like, yeah, they're going after this. You know, but I do think they're starting to spend a little too much time on it. I mean, look at all the shit that Joe Biden has done and all the shit he hasn't done. Look at how terrible this administration has been. And they're still talking about January 6th. What the hell is that even about? And my relative would say, yeah, and, you know, the January 6th thing wasn't even that bad. I'm like, well, two people died. So, you know, yeah. And he's like, well, did you know that the one guy didn't actually get killed from the protesters? It was, uh, he had a heart attack. And he, and, he, and I'm like, no, no, what? No, no. Let's not even go down that route. Are you kidding? This is how you get discredited. This, this whole conversation that, uh, that the January 6th insurrection, which indeed it was, um, is something that is not that big of a deal or it was justified. No, no, no. That's not a conversation to have because that's just wrong, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so when I see shit like that, I immediately look away, change the channel. This is ridiculous. This is uh, 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 whatever the extreme political version of beating a dead horse is. That's what this is. It's like, no, you, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Okay. Yeah, because I, I saw a photo of it when, when Marjorie Taylor Greene went in there and started praying with them. Yeah. I saw that photo... And I thought it was a photoshopped, like, funny, making fun of them thing. And yeah. then when I found out it was real, I was like, oh. No, this is this is on par, and I truly believe this is on par, as equally ridiculous as uh, Representative Cortez going down to the border and doing that photo op in front of the gate. Yeah. And she was, like, doing those sad, like, things and taking a knee and crying. And in reality, she was, like, a block away from even the line or even any of the detention centers. And it was just completely orchestrated and dumb. And she was trying to protest a thing that President Obama put into effect and just Trump decided to enforce. And somehow it's Trump's fault. And she was just doing a stupid photo op thing. That's exactly what that at CPAC was. It was a stupid photo op thing to try to rally that fringe... I'm talking too much. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I get riled up. I get riled up. I thought the strangest it's one of the, the strangest beer. things about it is that people were throwing money into the cage. I didn't even I didn't even know that. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And 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 I think you already said this, but the guy who was the 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 actor who was pretending to be the prisoner was actually a guy who was arrested on Jan or for January 6th. He was there. Yeah. And then Stupid. he he cooperated with law enforcement to rat out other people who were there. Nice. So he's the guy they have in that cell acting yeah. like he's a victim. It was nice. very strange. Anyway. It's it's dumb. It's it's just dumb. And it's just I don't I don't know what the point of that was. You know, there, there was one thing about January 6th that someone said recently that I absolutely love and I 100% agree with. Um, it was a tweet by I think it was Shapiro. I think Ben Shapiro tweeted it. Um, and this was like a month Shakira? ago. Shakira? Anyways. Ben, yeah, right. Ben Shakira. I would yeah, love to yeah. hear one of her quotes. Um, ben Shapiro, I think it was last month. So just for uh, uh, expediting sake, we'll say it was it was posted on, on July 20th. Let's say that's <laughs> sure. the tweet. 
Um, his tweet said they're talking about January 6th because they don't want to talk about July 20th. And, it, and to me, that was like a great point. It's like, look, this is they're focusing on January 6th because they don't want people focusing on all the stuff that's going on right now. The inflation, the gas prices, the all this and that. Um, that's a it's great a point. In my opinion, I was like, I think that's exactly what it is. They're still going on about January 6th because they don't want to talk about all the stuff that's happening and not happening right now. I think yeah, I would disagree with that. that. It's it's a good it's a good statement, um, but I think I would disagree with it. Okay, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think. Well, what's not being talked about? What I what I don't like is not being talked about is is the fact that you know. Tra- well, uh, traditionally, negative growth represents two quarters in a row represents a, a recession, but then again. They just kind of said, well, no, not really. We're going to redefine what that means. So we're not in a recession. Everybody believes this, right? Right? You guys are good, right? Okay. And, yeah, I, um, I, I think we touched on that scary last too. week. Yeah. It is. Yeah. We touched on that last week where it's like I, I had said that it's something that Republicans are going to be saying a lot in the next couple of months um, mm-hmm. until after the election, mid midterms. And then it's something that Democrats are going to be saying, no, you know, it doesn't feel like a recession to me. Cause there are other factors. And Danny kind of made that point too. There are other mm-hmm. factors. It's not technically a recession. It's just one major factor that qualifies a, a recession. Mm-hmm. So all the lights yeah. need to go off. So, but so I, January 6th, what I was going to say 6th. though, yeah, exactly. in regards to what Shapiro said. So there, there's, there's a lot of arguments sometimes where um I remember in the past, like this horrible person, shot this lion in Africa and they mutilated him and it was horrible and people got mad about it. And someone's like, why are people getting mad about the lion when we have illegal immigrants coming in across the border, blah, blah, blah. And I remember seeing a meme like, we're allowed to be mad about multiple things. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, okay, yeah. there, there is, excuse me, there is um, a lot of attention with this committee on January 6th. And um, I think I said it in the past, I've, I watched a couple of them and I, I found it interesting that the new information being brought forward with all the repeated shit, whatever, but the new information, it was interesting. Um, but I think we can, cause all the, I don't really watch the news too much anymore. Um, but from people I, I listen to like podcasts and shit, they will talk about the January 6th committee and also talk about inflation, gas prices, et cetera. So, I mean, I don't think they're talking about it to distract from anything cause nobody's distracted from inflation. I don't know a single person who's like, oh, I forgot mm-hmm. about this because of January 6th. I don't yeah, know a single exactly. person. So I don't think they're doing it to distract it. Um, I, I think they're just they're trying to investigate it. It's a little bit sensationalist, but I still think people are still talking about inflation and still talking about gas prices and all okay, the other yeah. shit going on. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I know Ben Shapiro, I wouldn't call the most unbiased person, so I understand his position. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but... But, but yeah. yeah, no, I hear you. You're, 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 you are right. I do like that, you know, because I do hate those arguments, too, of why are we spending good hard earned tax dollars giving it to animal shelters when there are starving kids in Compton right now? You know, kind of mm. kind of it's like, well, I mean, come on, we can't send all our money on, you know, anyway, anyway. There's got to be a term for that kind of argument. Ooh, I had an idea, by the way, uh, kind of in the in the philosophical realm. We should do some episodes uh, uh, like a, each episode talk about the argumentative fallacies i was listening to last week's episode where we like we're coming up we could we couldn't remember the name of the straw man fallacy mm-hmm. argument fallacy and it's like what if we spent each episode going through each one of the argument fallacies so no, yeah i actually like had a, that i had that in my notes i don't have one for this week but i have that in my notes. not a bad idea 
Yeah, we have like a series. I see on YouTube they sometimes have a playlist shit. Mm-hmm. No, I think that'd be yeah. great. Um, Whatever these kids are doing, man. Whatever those kids are doing. I do, unless, unless uh, Mitch, I know you said you had a few things. Unless you want to talk about that, I have something we could talk about. Um, I have like some uh, medium to big topics. So, Medium to big. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go with like this one then. It's something jockey shorts. <laughs> it's something Eddie brought up in our group chat some time ago. And Pedophilia. I wa- <laughs> Pros and cons. Um, <laughs> um, he posted an article about a trend on Twitter, Instagram, you name it, where people were, I don't know if, if it was celebrating, maybe Eddie, you could, um, once I get the point out, but they were pretty much laughing at and making fun of people who died from COVID who spoke out against vaccines. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing about this, too, where, like, you heard... It's a while back. Yeah, if it was, like, a conservative radio host who was like, the vaccines are bullshit, this is all bullshit, and then they end up getting COVID and dying, there was a group online, not a group, but, like, people were hashtagging, like, something making fun of those people. I know Eddie posted an article about it, and I kind of wanted to expand on it and the topic of celebrating when someone dies anyway um, and how we feel Mm -hmm. about that. The, are, do you mean specifically celebrating death when someone dies? Well, like it's a like, celebration of life. Uh, well, for instance, um, I'm trying to think of an example that's kind of like when um, someone who I don't like, um, who's that fucking the right wing radio host uh, Trump gave Alex, him the, Alex Jones, Ru- Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh. I was not a fan of Rush Limbaugh. I disagreed with a lot what he said. I thought he was inflammatory, but when he died. I wasn't like happy. I didn't find joy in it. The man had a family. The pe- people did love him. So when he passed, I was like, I disagreed with this man. I wish he would have turned him like changed his mind on about a few things. But I'm not celebrating that he died. Whereas there were a lot of people who were like, good riddance. Wish he, you know, hope he burns in hell and all this shit. And that's where when Eddie brought up the whole COVID thing, I was like, that's actually a topic we could talk about. Is the morality behind celebrating a death. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. And it's kind of hard to, to think about that without getting into the subject of capital, uh, capital punishment, in my opinion. Sure. Um, not so much. I mean, cause you could get into, are you happy that someone died? I don't think anyone should be happy. Someone died. Um, you could feel vindicated or uh, a reckoning or justice when someone dies. Um, what if they're in chronic pain and they're just right, a exactly. shit and piss factory yeah. unless an apple rolls over to them and it's like, well, I'm glad that, you know, kind of checked out and, you know, give the apple yeah. to somebody else. So you're, you you're it, thinking you know? more of a mercy one. That's what you're thinking. Yes. Oh, I was well, thinking there's... more like if it's someone you don't like and you're happy, they're dead. Oh yeah, well, no, no I'm, that's I'm, you. That's on you. And and the per- dead person doesn't care. It's like that's that's a comment on you then. Well, that's that's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah, because I I don't celebrate death like that. I'm just it's an interesting topic mm-hmm. seeing so many people. I had I, I saw people when Kobe that's died. That's a petty way to do it. It's a yeah, petty way to do but it. But even when when Kobe Bryant died, I saw some people's like good good riddance, you rapist, like that kind of shit. Even though he was acquitted, um, there were people who said that. Um, and so it's, it was just an interesting. Uh, yeah, Topic. I'm trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of an example of a someone I might have disagreed with wholeheartedly, 
um, passing and then being like, you know, that's still a shame. Like when you feel for Rush Limbaugh, it's like, that's, that's a shame versus when like Fidel Castro died. And I was like, yo, good. That, that guy, it's too, too, too late in my opinion. Right now. Been a, yeah. I'm so glad that guy is dead. I'm, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's a, it's a different thing, but uh, yeah. Being happy over someone's death because of political differences or just in general or yeah. I mean, just like dislike, but then again, I am happy when crazy murderers get put to death because I'm like, hey, the world is safer now. You know, See, that's and a- that that is kind of the point that I think is something to talk about. Because, for instance, Osama bin Laden. Yeah. When the report came out that he was killed, I my response wasn't "I'm happy he's dead." My response was "I'm happy the world is safer." Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. It's not that I was celebrating his death. I think it's a shame that this man right. never... I like a good redemption story. I think it was a shame this man never found, I guess, his Darth Vader moment where he realized that his life was wrong and he, yeah. he, he should have atoned for that. I think it's a shame he never got that. But when he died, my th- immediate thought was, the world is safer and the world is better without him here. Yeah, but without, without celebrating the death, if that makes sense. No, no. It's And, and unfortunately, you do kind of have to put them both together it's like i don't want anyone to die and i don't want these hundreds of people to die so this one die has got to go this one guy has got to go so this one die yeah. has got to go yeah. you know yeah yeah it's a mathematical issue but yeah it's a if you are one who finds justice believes that justice is served when a murderer's life is taken um again you don't you're not happy that the person died but you're happy that justice was served mm-hmm. um it's a it's a it's a fucked up conversation, and I think most people just don't want to have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, yeah, because that's when even so um, every anytime someone big has died, and that's why when when Eddie posted that thing, um, it just kind of sparked this thing in me. I've always been very, I don't want to say disgusted, but like um, I'm trying to think when John McCain died, you saw yeah. you saw more liberal minded people roasting him because you know he did some conservative shit, and then you had a bunch of Trumpers fucking roasting him because he was anti-Trump. And just in my head, I was like, guys, this really? is a public figure yeah. with a fucking family. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, He's a war right. hero. Spend some time in the whole yeah. Hilton. I mean, like, shows a fucking respect. Just gloss over all that. This is actually kind of perfect timing. I, I, I think I mentioned it to you, but I'm actually right now watching uh, uh, I Am a Killer on Netflix. Good show. Um, I've seen one or two episodes of it. Okay, yeah. We're like almost done with the first season and I mean, don't watch the episodes back to back because you'll have a bummer of a night. But it is, it's incredible watching it. It's like kind of, it, it's not like, it's not uplifting by any means. But but it, 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 a lot of times it gives you that, that question of, you know, uh, as, as Richard, Pry- for me anyway, for Richard, to quote Richard Pryor, um, he says, you know, you, you know, he was filming a movie in a penitentiary. So he got to meet a lot of guys in the penitentiary and he got to talk with them and meet with them and thank God we got penitentiaries. Cause some of these people are just out there, man. And you're like, Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, it does, it does, it does kind of shine a light and say, look, these are people. These are people. Both things can be true. Yeah. It can be justice for that for capital for capital punishment, and they can be people. And you cannot. And and it's wrong to celebrate death and be happy about death. But it's okay to want justice. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to it's a, it's okay to celebrate death. It's like again, the dead person doesn't care, and if you're if you're that petty that you have to begrudge somebody, hmm. you know, after they're dead. But then again, I I remember reading an opinion piece, you know, speaking ill of Hugh Hefner and the way that you know the Playboy Mansion was actually run versus you know the perception of him itself. So, but, but you know, did, did he twist anybody's arm to go into there? I mean, you're there because you want to further your career, and you know. But was you that like a hit piece, like saying they're happy he died? Uh, well, it wasn't. A, it like the article said, it was. You know, it took umbrage on him. You know, kind of. You know, just uh, uh, treating women like meat, I guess you could say. But then again, my. My issue is like, well, did anybody like, is it a cult? Did, or were they behind bars? I mean, there's, you know, I, I'm sure there are it's prisoners like- that would argue that it wasn't a jail. You know, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. to speak ill of him and, you know, he lived his life. Well, okay, I mean, well, you know, if you want to be petty, okay, well, I get it. You didn't agree with his lifestyle. Good to go. Nobody's, well, nobody's doing it. Well, not in this country. I mean, if you go to Brunei or something like that, nobody's keeping track of them. Uh, you know, in that culture, but it's all good. Well, well no, my, my point is like, I think it's perfectly fine in my opinion to criticize someone's life. Um, yes. I had, a, yeah. um, I think I might've mentioned this in the past as something called, I call funeral bandwagoning, um, which is horrible. It's my own thing. I made up in my mind. Like when someone dies and all of a sudden everyone's like such a great person, heart of gold, etc. And without saying a name, I remember a guy I grew up with, he passed away, I think, when we were, like... You I, did, s- I think you mentioned this. Yeah, story. like, yeah. 22 or 23, maybe a couple, yeah. maybe 25. He passed away. And I'm just going to be honest. Like, the dude did not grow up into a good person. He was a, mm. a scumbag. But I didn't I didn't feel the need to, to express that online when he passed away. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't feel the need to, to say that out loud. I didn't go off about how he was a great person. But you, I could still technically, if I sat with a con- like with his sister or someone else, I can, or a, or a bunch of fellow podcasters, or that. But I, I could, but I could sit down even with people who knew him, and yeah. calmly say, "Look, it's it's so sad that he passed away, but let's be honest, he did X, Y, and Z. He yeah. was not a great person. It's horrible that he died. Yeah. But so we could still, I think we could still be critical of a life." without being happy they died. And that's where, with going back to you, Hefner, was that piece in response to him dying? Or was that just people being critical of him? I think I do know what... I think it's people being critical of him. We should post that on the page, you know, and and get some feedback from our loyal viewers on, you know, how they view that piece. And is it celebratory? Is it inflammatory? Or is it just somebody being petty? There is a big difference. Bill Burr's latest bit, he had a bit about John Wayne and how they tried to cancel John Wayne, you know, because he did some shit or whatever a hundred years ago. Um, So I think there is a difference here than what we're talking about, which is criticizing a life versus celebrating Mm -hmm. the fact that someone died, um, albeit tragically or 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 intentionally. Mm -hmm. And that again, going back to Kobe, I remember I forgot what where the article was posted, but like. The day after he died, there's like an article out saying we shouldn't celebrate Kobe. And it was a whole article expressing how when he cheated on his wife and his behavior then and all this stuff. And I was just like, this dude still has a wife who's alive and children who's alive. Like, is this the time? 
Is this what you want to do? Yeah. Like, yeah. this this is where it's your priorities are. the time are. that he's in the spotlight and everything. You can't do it next year. Well, just then next year, nobody's going to care. It's like, but okay, I think, well, the guy's well even like, so that's ju- on you that you're holding the grudge. No, yeah. But, in, but like, even John Wayne, for instance, I think there's a conversation to be had about things he may have said or who he really was. But to do that right, like, right after he passed away, which I don't think that's what Bill Burr was talking about. But just using him as an example, like you can have these conversations, but to yeah. do it right when someone dies, I mean, it's just poor yeah. taste. No, there was a, I remember a few years back when Netflix did the Ted Bundy tapes, that docuseries about Ted Bundy. Um, the final episode was they kind of surrounded the footage of him being when he finally was put to death. And they covered a lot of the people gathered outside the jailhouse and the celebrations and the crowds gathered cheering. And when it was finally announced that, yeah, he's gone and they all cheered and were happy about that. Is that more in line about what you're talking about? Like, cause that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. There is people celebrating the death of this friggin' monster. And it's, uh, it's different each death. I get you. But yeah, it really is case by case. Um, well, I, I posted this. Okay, let me let me read maybe the first two paragraphs and just see what y'all think. Paragraphs. Hugh Hefner, Hugh <laughs> oh, Hefner, Hefner, gone to his reward at the age of 91, was a pornographer and chauvinist who got rich on masturbation, consumerism, and the exploitation of women, aged into a leering grotesque in captain's hat, and died a pack rat in decaying... Uh, man, is it Mance or Mansay, where porn blared during his pathetic orgies? Paragraph two. <laughs> I think we pretty much get where we're going with this. Hef was the grinning pimp of sexual revolution with quaaludes uh, for the ladies and Viagra for himself, a father of smut addictions and eating disorders, abortions and divorce and syphilis, a pretentious huckster who published updike stories no one read doing flesh procurement for celebrities, a revolutionary whose revolution chiefly bended benefited men much like himself so is that begrudgment is that crumbing him that's just two paragraphs it keeps going i would say that that is what i'm talking about because it's not like they're just criticizing his life they're saying like this guy just died and he's a piece of shit yeah so i Mm -hmm. think i would i would say that is very much in poor taste i'm betting that article is written by an atheist dude (laughs) <laughs> i i don't know the background if the person's atheist or not that's uh, a woman writing who wrote it, this ross ross oh do that i'm wrong ross Dothat. anyways i posted it september 30th 2017 thought it was germane but yeah i didn't realize it came out swinging like that and woo yeah they're, cl- that, they're clearly responding you to know where death, that yeah. eulogy's going you know <laughs> No, he is a guy. Ross Duthat, yeah. He's an American blogger. American blogger. (laughs) That is very much a blogger article. That's a man who works with his hands. Shit. (laughs) Anyway, Ted Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Celebrating, you know, cheering in the streets that Ted Bundy's dead. Uh, Yeah, that's... I would. I would. I'd be like, yeah, thank God. I'd be glad that guy's gone. Serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And as far as redemption stories go, uh, that's between him and God. You know, God bless him. We should pray for our enemies. The big, the good book tells us to do that. Uh, but did 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 Bundy? I, I'm actually not too familiar with Ted Bundy. I just know he was a fucking psychopath. Did he actually like seek redemption in prison and like do all that, or is he just a piece well, of shit to the end? He blamed well, it on pornography at the well, last moments, and you 
now. First of all, he was a sexy psychopath. Second of <laughs> all, um, he did, yeah, try to pass the buck and say it was uh, other people, you know, pornography and all that. And I think he did, like, admit it. Like, you know, yeah, I did it, you know, whatever. But, but in his own weird way. Watch yeah. the Ted Bundy tapes if you haven't seen it. It's actually pretty fascinating. They Netflix? Cover hit- yeah, Netflix original Ted Bundy tapes. They made a movie starring Zac Efron as Ted Bundy. Nice. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Zac Efron as Ted Bundy could have been his Walter White. I'm telling you. It would have been amazing. Complete loss of potential. Blown opportunity. The movie was bad. He was great. But mm. the movie on a whole, in my opinion, was just bad bad writing bad directing so he was uh he was the obi-wan in the prequels <laughs> yeah 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 well, that's a shame anyway yeah you know what but yeah i'm kind of arg- I'm, I'm kind of conflicted about the ted bundy thing because i could celebrating if he's dead because like uh no i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go down that road because then a lot of people are gonna call me a piece of shit <laughs> um Sorry, I had a thought. Because we think so highly of you. We don't want to tan- tarnish that, that opinion. You're well, not a piece of shit. <laughs> um, what I'll say is, if it's someone who was obviously a, whor- a not a great person, and to the end maintained that they're not a good person by passing the buck, it wasn't my fault, I can see it. I'm not saying I completely agree, but I can empathize with the celebration. Adolf I Hitler. <laughs> I think Adolf Hitler, world's a better place without him. Um, but I wouldn't have been like, yeah, he's dead. I'd just be like, okay, good. Now we can move on. Uh, okay. Yeah, hey, so- Harvey Oswald. Hey, we got a question. Okay, never mind. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, quick question. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, no, I-, I don't celebrate that Hitler died. I wish they would have caught him and I wish they would have fucking held him accountable. He took the easy way out. Yeah. So I I actually don't celebrate that he killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different, Uh, I know it's a different thing, but just to clarify. Yeah. Wish we could have got some justice out of him. Yeah. Easy way out. Yeah. And again, is that justice or is that your human need for revenge? Oh, that's not justice. Mm -hmm. Him killing himself, not justice. (laughs) That was a pussy move. He knew. And that's another thing. That's how you know that fucker was evil is because if he thought he was doing the right thing, so I remember I brought this up, I think, last week, the week before. There's a philosophical question that if Hitler thought what he was doing was improving the world, would that make him a bad person? It's, a, it's an argument to be made. But you know he that's not the case because if he thought he was doing the right thing, he wouldn't have killed himself. Disagree. 100% disagree. How? Uh, because at that same time, when the American troops in the Pacific theater were taking island by island, there's footage of Japanese civilians, not even soldiers, throwing themselves off of cliffs because they were so religiously devoted to the empire and so convinced that the Americans were going to eat them alive or whatever the fuck, that they were killing themselves because they'd rather that than be captured. And when Hitler has Russia knocking on his back door, it was it was a good it was a smart move to take your own life. No, I, I'm not arguing that it's not a smart move. That that I agree with. My point is the Japanese culture aside, because it's a different culture. If I'm Adolf Hitler and I've done these horrible fucking things, but I think it's right, I'm gonna go out a martyr. I'm gonna show that I stand behind what I do, especially with his charisma and all this shit. To me, him popping himself, 
shows that he knows he fucked up and he knows he's mm. going to get what's coming to him. So he's just take he's just ending it. Or would you, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> or would you, uh, like, uh, uh, Roman, Roman Legion, you know, leader do it where it's like, no, I don't want to be captured. Um, I, I'm in charge of my life and I'm going to go at, look at me defending <laughs> Hitler's yeah. suicide. It's a, <laughs> Yeah, but that beer's working. Must be a German no, beer. It's a, here's, it's a, here's, a question, here's a question for Eddie. Is there a difference between suicide and being in the trenches or in a bomb shelter knowing you're either going to be killed or be captured suicide or a, a, a segment of euthanasia? It's, you know? if, if you kill yourself, it's suicide. That's what it is. No, I think killing yourself. It's the mentality. The reason why you're killing yourself is like, okay – well, I could get captured and hanged and wait for that, or I could just, you know, check out right now, you know? It's I leave it to them or I leave it to me or I leave it, you know, to happenstance and, you know, father time and gravity, you know? Okay, then I guess what, we're, what are you we're argue- it to? I guess we're arguing more intent. Mike, you're if I'm unless I'm mishearing you, you believe Hitler killed himself because he knew what he was doing was wrong and he didn't want to live to face the music for that. That's my opinion, yes. My opinion or is, he- or you're going to lose. There are a lot of Germans that you know. As soon as the Allies invaded, you know what, and it was depicted in what uh, Fury, where it's like yeah. you come up and you had civilians who just spent the night drinking. It's like you know who are Nazi sympathizers, and it's like, well, we're toast anyway, so let's have a good time. And then when the sun comes up, we're checking out. I guess my opinion of why Hitler killed himself was, um, I do believe what I was doing was right. I believe if, if I'm Hitler. I believe that by exterminating the Jews and promoting this race and this nation, it makes the world truly a better place. Here I see the enemy and the devil's taking it over. Um, They're going to kill me. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to die by my own terms. Um, Just the way I took the entire nation by my own terms. Mm -hmm. So it's a... I can see that. He was... I think... I think what you're saying, Mike, is that there's that sense that he might have had a, a sense of morality in him that he knew it was wrong. And I just don't believe that was the case. Oh. I think he truly believed what he was doing was right. And but again, back to that other discussion, intent be damned. I don't give a shit about intent. I care about what he does and what the outcome is. And in this case, it was evil, pure evil. Oh, sure. So no, no disagreement. But we can have an episode defending Hitler later. But arguing the intent of some of the things is that a, is be- a... Mitch and beer. Just believe us. Just be- no, you can watch this and you go, hey, that's what happens what? when uh, hosts drink beers. Do, do you remember? I think it was early on in conception when we first started talking about doing this. We were talking about having a bracket and then we would discuss who, what um, horrible totalitarian dictator we'd vote for for president today. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and and make a bracket of them. Asked. Yeah. I think we could still do that. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there. Talk we should about... have a segment every week where we debate no, no, it. I'm not going to crumb on it. I'm not going to crumb on it. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. It, it, not going to what on it? Crumb. <laughs> what did you think I said? I heard what uh, I heard what Mitch said. Or I heard what. Oh, Mitch said. I heard you were going to. Oh God, gross. Anyway. <laughs> I heard. Yeah, I, I'm not going to come on it. I'm not going to come on it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Which, I've got better things to come on. 
That's what you I know? heard, and in my mind, I was like, uh, I'm not going to give him a come on, like a, like a, you know, like a, uh, an extra incentive kind of thing. And then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so, Eddie, come on. Where are you going? Sex jokes aren't funny, man. Come on. Uh, yeah. All so right yeah, there. Uh, uh, celebrating death. That's a good one. That's a good one. I had another question. Yeah, it's unexpectedly. Uh, that was spawned from, and that's why I said it was perfect timing in, in watching this show. Uh, I am mm. a killer. If you haven't seen it, sorry, we're kind of, we just kind of glazed over that. But if you haven't seen it, it's just each episode is an hour long episode interviewing a person on death row. Um, They talk about their crime and then they go and interview other people that had to do with the crime, other um, victims or related uh, people, well, obviously people related to the victims, Mm -hmm. um, uh, friends, family, all that kind of stuff. So they get the full picture. And at the end of it, you're left with a, with a better idea of the whole picture. Um, the third or fourth episode I was watching it with my wife and it kind of just struck me and it kind of had like, I, I, I don't have an answer yet. So I'll ask you guys. I asked her, do you believe that a person can be a lost cause? The good side of me wants to say, no, I don't think people is ever a lost cause. I don't think we, a person can ever be a lost cause. We should never write someone off as unable to save or un- unable to be, uh, uh, made better and fit for society. So we'd have to break down, like what would be the qualifications there? Like, can someone be healed? Can someone be, uh, what is it the prisons do? Rehabilitated? Can they be re-entered in society even after they've committed multiple murders on one night and planned it out and all that kind of stuff? Can someone be redeemed or can someone be a lost cause? Are you talking specifically like, someone in the prison system or you mean just in general i mean in general it's kind of too general it's more uh it's more like i'm I'm sure danny would have been a great uh interviewee for this is like are there kids that you see that had a rough upbringing are choosing you know the the rough way and a kid should never be a lost cause but once you get to a certain age where they're not making any changes and they have a criminal criminal past that just keeps going and they try but they fail they try and they fail how many times you know are you just going to keep giving them a second chance or are they a lost cause interesting it's a it's a tough question i would i was a tough question and then okay after that you're such a great cause we have such hope for you we're going to stick in in a cell with other criminals for 25 years to make you think about what you did and when you come out all right, your debt's paid. You're 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 a great cause now, right? And that 75. gets into the, that gets into the philosophy of prison. Um, mm-hmm. in, in my belief, prison does three things, and they're prioritized differently. They are meant to punish, they are meant to separate, and they are meant to rehabilitate. Um, unfortunately, the amount of money we've put into it, still being way more money than 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 name a place. We tend to focus on the punishment and separation part of it um, because as a society, society, that's the most responsible thing, in my opinion, to do is like, look, we can't promise rehabilitation. It's not a tangible thing we can accomplish. Separation and punishment, we definitely can do. Here's the numbers. There they go. You know, mission accomplished. It's fucked up, but it's it's what it is. But mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't mean we should give up on rehabilitating. Yeah, I mean, the whole discussion about the way our prisons work you hit it perfectly about 
rehabilitation versus punishment and separation and how the focus is on punishment and separation, that's an hour-long discussion we could have. But sticking to your question of lost causes, I almost feel like it's a spectrum. And I'm without going into any details, I remember like I even had a friend who was constantly making bad decisions, constantly getting themselves in trouble, and a lot of people were there to help them. Um, and there came a time where um, I kind of just went, I can no longer help this person until... It's kind of like if if my, for those viewers who are actually watching, if my level of tolerance is here and this person dips below it, okay, I'm not helping you anymore. I can't go down that road. But if they show me that they can come back, then, okay, I I can, I can fuck with you again. So I don't think necessarily that it's a completely lost cause. (laughs) Yeah. I don't mean that literally, by the way. You do have to have a cutoff point. Yes. um, To where it's like, okay, you have shown that you're not helping yourself. And I have put hours into trying to help you, dude. So, so I'm not. So if you apply to the micro, why not apply to the macro? Is it society's job to decide a line to which if you don't meet this line, we're not going to deal with you anymore. Back to prison you go. Um, a lot of these episodes we watch, the the histories of these guys uh, has always been the same kind of thing brought up bad kept getting in trouble with the law getting in and out of prison in and out of prison and like like i said by the third or fourth episode i'm like god it's just it's just writing's on the wall here this was gonna happen they kept trying and kept trying and this guy just is incapable it seems incapable of of getting better yeah and i mean we got like with the prison system specifically like i do think and this goes for for schools and all the other shit i think we should sh- uh, as a society, try to encourage like counseling and, and when I say mental health, I don't mean necessarily just therapy, but pe- mental health experts. Because hypothetically, and I know they have fucking parole boards and shit, but they're not like psychologists and therapists. Um, if you had like a- enough people, you they could evaluate these these guys in prison. I mean, like this guy is not ready to go out. He's not going to be a productive member of society. I guarantee you he'll commit more crime. And that goes on the record. Um, I know some, I've heard of that happening in some prisons, but like, that's what a parole board, that's what a parole board does. It's not just, it's not just five people. And I found this out by watching the show. It's rarely just people deciding then and there. There's often agents hired, like personal investigators hired to go into the history of someone and decide whether or not they are, Mm -hmm. um, um, uh, statistically uh uh what's the word god likely i guess statistically (laughs) likely to be a danger continually be a danger on society there's a lot of research done into that and this show kind of reveals it so it's kind of comforting than that to know that okay they don't just decide it right off the bat they actually go into a lot of well i I do know there's it's a complex thing i don't think they just make a decision but but sorry granted that is death row so but back to (laughs) what you're talking about you know yeah because, yeah, I mean, there a lot of times even some of the, like, when you see some of the mass shootings and stuff, like, therapists, like, psychiatrists will say, like, yeah, this guy had s- the signs. There were signals that there should have been red flags thrown about this person. I think if they kind of applied that to the, the crime aspect of it, like, I, I, and I'm ignorant when it comes to a lot of prison things. I'm sure there's counselors in prison who talk to people every day and 
um, try to make decisions. But but on a, a larger scale, I would say even and granted, a lot of it's bullshit anyway. Like a lot of prisoners fake it. But if a prisoner could show in prison that he's making a genuine effort, that he's trying to improve himself, that he's doing X Y Z, and someone could say like, yeah, this guy's legit. If there was a a good way to gauge that, I would be okay with trying to rehabilitate some people. But yeah, you get some people who it's like they they kill out of cold blood and out of prison for 20 years. It's like, all right, like you're. Yeah. The other idea I had was, sorry, Eddie, do you have anything or I'm, I'm just, we're rolling past you. not like just kind of. Well, we're out, rolling but... past. Uh, well, I want to keep uh, tabs on time now. We're, we're also going into an hour and I want to be sensitive to our viewers as well. Okay. It's, Fuck it's em. very difficult because it's subjective. If somebody rolls into court, you know, and they have a history of crime and there's no redemption, at what point do you kind of draw the line and say, okay, well, you need to be in there for 25 years. You just got out. You want to commit another crime and you've learned it. You've been to the perfect school for that because you're among other criminals. So we're not going to send you back in, you know, back out there with a job, with job skills, be a productive member of society. We will teach you how to be a better criminal. It's, it's unfortunate because of those three aspects of prison, the one thing that we can tangibly monitor is the separation aspect of it. Someone commits a crime, they are not fit for society because they make society worse, so we're going to separate them. That's something we for sure can say, okay, we pay our tax dollars to build that building to put them in so they're outside of society. Cool. Punishment, kind of. Like, we assume this is punishment for them. Oh, they it's punishment. No, it's punishment. I know, Nobody I, wants I, to be there. I mean, Nobody I hear you, but there. but but what we cannot decide is if that severity of the punishment matches the severity of the crime. Because some of these guys go in and they're fine with it, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, it, yeah, it they don't want they don't want to be there, but they're not having a bad time. Right, not necessarily mm-hmm. for murder. I mean, for like yeah. you know, uh, uh, aggravated assault or whatever crimes where you know they committed robbery. Oh no, I have to go to prison. Ooh, I'm out five years. That wasn't a punishment. You know, that's I guess that's what I'm saying is that it's less tangible and then even less tangible is the rehabilitation aspect of it. And when you're spending tax money, you're like, okay, well there's one of those that we for sure can do. And that's separate punishment. We're pretty sure we can do that. Rehabilitate. How much fucking money and time do we, are we going to spend trying to figure this out? And unfortunately that's how we get into the priority list we have now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All comes back to money. uh, but the other Money. point as to whether something is a lost cause or not, I apply, I, I apply to, okay, well, if, if mind, body, and soul are all connected, um, if I was born without the use of my legs, I'm probably going to just decide early on, I'm probably not going to walk. I mean, if I had polio early on and lost partial use of my legs, that'd that'd be a better example. I'd have a lot of trouble walking, but FDR used a goddamn wheelchair. He just knew. He was like, you know, I'm I'm not going to be able to walk very well and I'm just going to accept it. Can that same kind of mentality be applied to someone's morality? Can someone just be incapable of being what society decides is moral? Can you have... Can you have a mental or ethical disability the same way you can have a physical disability? Yes. Subjective. Um, there is a lot of subjective aspects of it, but like if I, if I, I could be mistaken, but I think they have done like brain scans of like 
psychopaths, um, narcissists, um, sociopaths, and to where their, their brain works different. And so there is, granted, I'm not defending anyone, so there is an aspect which is kind of sad that sometimes these people might not just have the capability of empathy and sympathy and, and just functioning. So in that in that case, and it's horrible, but if, if, if it's a black and white case where like you do a brain scan, now it's science saying like this person's incapable yeah. of behaving in society in a, a, a functional way or at least a passive way. Should they be removed? Are they a last cause? And unfortunately, yeah. in that situation, I mean, hundred percent. It's a it's a weird thing because as a society, we're, we we are progressing, and it's been great because now we say, okay, people with Aspergers or people who are not Aspergers. Let's go. Back, let's wait to save that one. Uh, people who are born blind or people who are born deaf. We don't just reject them as lesser people. We accept them and. Now we're getting to a point in society where we don't even call it disabilities anymore. It's just, no, they are hearing impaired. They are visually impaired. Um, now we're getting to that point in society where we kind of, are we going to accept that some people might be morally impaired or personality impaired? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean write them off, but we can at least start from an honest, an honest starting point. Maybe. I don't know. That's actually, it's an interesting conversation because I would... I would argue that yes, you're you're absolutely right. Hearing impaired, vision impaired, etc. But morality impaired, because if a blind if a person's born blind, that doesn't mean they're going to go kill people, or no, no, no. But that does mean they're probably not going to drive. No, sure. Um, but the difference someone, is that that the, someone go on. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, but that impairment doesn't come with intentional harm. Whereas somebody no. with, let's call it a moral disability, I actually, I, I find that a funny term. I like that you came up with that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to start saying that from now on. He's a piece of shit. No, hold on, hold on. He's just morally impaired. Morally uh, impaired. <laughs> um, but, but if you do like do, if, if the science progresses and you can literally scan someone's brain and go, um, oh, they're, they're a psychopath. Um, I'm not saying write them off, but maybe as we progress scientifically there could be treatments for them therapies that well well, this goes back to another question i i'm going to recommend we save this for another episode because we're like at one hour and 11 minutes yeah we're about an hour 10 yeah and and i i want to give credence and i don't want to bore our viewers so if this is another topic because this is an actual topic somebody's got mentally mental issues it's one thing they're going to be thrown in a cell uh, with somebody who just is morally impaired. I like that. And is there well, hope for them? Well, well, another point of this is Asperger's and or, or being on the autism spectrum. Um, we now as a society have accepted that, that some people are just born that way. And rather than write them off, rather than just assume they're going to be shitty people, we work with them and realize, okay, their social skills are not at the levels as, as the uh, neurotypical is the term that, that a lot of the autistic communities use neurotypical uh, and if they commit a crime they should be treated differently or what should happen you know and that's yeah a whole other discussion there but anyway exactly I mean, you see where we, i'm going we accept physical disabilities and we accept them as people not lesser people but we can work as a society and accept them you, you say uh, physical disability the... yes oh i thought you said fiscal disability and i was like yeah I you an insensitive piece too. of shit sure <laughs> Sorry. Like, what's a fiscal disability? Being poor? 
That was next. No, no, no. Being no, way worse. Being born poor. That's okay. way worse. All right, physical disability. Sorry, I heard you say that. And I was like, physical, Jesus Christ, sorry. bitch. <laughs> no, physical disability. I know physical, we're borderline. Yeah. We're bordering on eugenics here, and this is we gotta we gotta watch ourselves. But no, uh, people who are born with physical disabilities are still people and we accept them and love them as society not like they did in the past but now we do people now with born on the on the spectrum we now know what's going on there they just have different social skills different abilities and in that way so we still accept them and work with them can there be the soul side of it the ethical side of it can someone be born morally disabled and if we accept that and realize that some people are just born that way. We can work with them. We can accept them and love them the same way. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I think you go, uh, Lenny, closing thoughts. Closing yeah, thoughts. Because Eddie's <laughs> yeah. right. We're a little long. I think yeah, yeah, I already Jesus. put it in my Nobody my gets the fucking hint. It's like, oh, we're going to just sit here and watch more. Anyways, yes. no, go ahead. Oh, we, it's a tradition of ours that we try to close for half an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? You know? Say Calm something. down. Closing it's thoughts. Like, closing and thoughts. We're closing and we're closing now. No, let's mention. Let's listen to Mitch be drunk more. That's so exciting. That's what I do. Let's tune it into the other end and watch Mitch be, d- d- get another beer. Mitch. I think Eddie's Next going day, full no. Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> no, so for re- so I did. I put this in my notes so that we can okay. discuss it further. My closing thoughts is if there's a way to treat, legitimately treat that kind of thing, like psychopathy and all that crap i think it's something that should be on the table but if it's something like that you can't treat then some lines have to be drawn um and that's my final thought on it all right let me tell another story real quick for eddie Uh, jesus (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm kidding Uh, um i I love you guys yep thank you for joining us today all right thank you much